Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, Kay Antoinette, the blogger. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, Kay Antoinette, the blogger, and you are now listening to the LBF podcast. This is episode 15 friend zoned and we're going to talk about all things friendship with a twist and I have several guests here with me today so I'm gonna go around and let them introduce themselves starting with you Kimmy hello hello how are you today I'm wonderful how are you I'm great Awesome. You want to tell them a little bit about yourself? No. <laughs> so Kimmy and I have been friends for several years, uh, years. And whenever I have conversations that I bring to the podcast, she's probably one of the people I can have these good conversations with. So she'll be a good asset to this conversation today. <laughs> All right. What about you, Guala? You not new to this? No, I'm not new. This is what, your third? Third time on the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's an honor every time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, how are you feeling today? Pretty good. Um, I was doing some creating today, so. Creating? What were you creating? Um, Music. Music. I'm doing my music. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Making some beats, uh, linked up with another artist today, so it's pretty That's smooth. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And you, you're supposed to be recording later today for your podcast, correct? Yep. Later on, fourteen oh nine. Fourteen oh nine. Yes, yes. All right, Rick, you ready? Yeah. What's up? No, I'm Rick. Glad to be here. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Say that one more time. Hey, it's Rick. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, and so you are a good friend of the show as well, and we've talked before on the Earn It episode, and a lot of people loved that talk. Did they? Yeah, they did. So go ahead and and tell them where they can find your podcast as well. My podcast is uh, Relationship Talks with Rick and Amen. We drop once a week, so yeah, check us out. Kay was on our uh, podcast, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? I think it was longer than two weeks. It might have been like three Three weeks, but it was a good, it was a great conversation, actually. Okay, about to be back on the podcast. Don't worry about it. (laughs) You know. All right. So we're going to jump right into it. You know how I like to do. So the first segment is, but you say I'm just a friend. So what is the definition of friend zoning in your own words? Don't everybody talk at once. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you want to go first. Hey, you go ahead and go first. Why not? I'm not afraid, you know. Um, (laughs) I feel like. Usually friend zone comes from one person wanting to be in a relationship and the other person saying like, no, I think of you as a sister or a brother or whatever it might be. So I feel like the friend zone is an inescapable uh, prison for platonic relationships when somebody usually wants more than that. Okay, this definition needs to be in Webster. (laughs) Okay, inescapable prison. Okay. Anybody else want to expound on that one? Um, it's, I think it's just, uh, you connect with somebody on, you don't necessarily connect with them like, or attracted to them sexually. 
but right. you get like benefits from like like a mental excel you can talk to them and stuff like that right that's what i think the friend zone is okay kimmy well they pretty much summed it up um honestly so <laughs> all right <laughs> so yeah the friend zone for me i'm thinking one person is is desiring someone in a way that is not just friendly you know feelings you know you have love but it might be um love outside of the friendship realm or whatever so one person wants more and the other person is like no we can only be friends and so they keep them in that role so have you ever been friend zoned i have (laughs) everybody looking scared (laughs) yeah i'm pretty sure everybody has everybody has so how was that experience um Nobody likes it, you know, especially if you like someone and you thinking they like you, but mm-hmm. then you approach them in that way and they're like, no, nah, I'm good. Right. Yeah. So what do you feel like for not just your situation, but mm-hmm. what do you feel like the purpose of friend zoning someone is like, do you think people do it just because they don't have those collective feelings or do you think it might be sometimes malicious? I think it's, um, it's more, well, both. Yeah. <laughs> both. Why both? Yeah. Um. Um. Sometimes you know they don't have the feelings, and uh, I guess they they try not to like hurt the other person. Mm-hmm. So you can just like, yeah, we can be friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, I'm available to you, but I'm not yeah. all the way available to you. Right. You know what I'm saying. So. What you got, Rick? <sighs> I don't think I. I guess. Yeah. You know, it's hard to, I don't, I don't think I've ever been friends on, but maybe I'm thinking about uh, somebody that I, I wanted to date and she didn't want to date, but the way we used to kick it was like, we was dating anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I don't really think that was the friend zone, but I feel like the friend zone is an important place. And it kind of reminds me of a conversation that we had on our podcast when you were on, mm-hmm. if you have chemistry or whatnot, why would you put somebody and why why won't you just say it, or why would you put them in a friend zone? But sometimes it's it's good reasons to put people in friend zones. I think. Yeah, and I, I do I do feel like it's a place for it. it's. You're not gonna be on the same level of attraction with everybody, right? And just because someone is attracted to you or has feelings for you, that doesn't mean that you're gonna be able to return that. Um, I do also think people friend zone as a way to keep others around. Um, kind of hanging on like an option instead of just allowing that person to say, hey, I know you like me. I don't like you in that way. And then just letting it, you know, go the way it naturally is supposed to go. But yeah, I think it's a purpose for it. <laughs> so I've been friends though. Y'all saw, y'all looking real scared, but I've been friends though. <laughs> no, I've been friends on yeah. before. Yeah, I, and it's not a good feeling because when you feel like you're compatible with someone, mm-hmm. when you feel like you have a lot in common, when you feel like um, it's just good vibes and that you connect in a certain way, you try to take that leap and to put yourself out there. It is like, oh, shit. I want to get pushed back. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it is not a good feeling, but it teaches you that it's it teaches you rejection. Yeah. You know, um, in a way that is not necessarily unhealthy. It's something you need to learn that not everybody that you're for is going to be for you in the same way. Okay. Can I can yeah. I jump in on that? Of course. 
this reminds me, like, I mean, I'm just, this is tying right back in. So you saying we we've talked before, and on on our episode that we did together, we're talking about if you like me, just say you like me, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I was totally with you on that. It's like, yeah, if you like me, say you like me. But then I met somebody, right? And we had great chemistry, and we flirted back and forth, and we talked for hours, and then it was like, you know, romantic relationships usually end if we're being completely honest. Like most of the times they're going to have, maybe they will be three years, 10 years, but most of the relationships you are in as far as romantic relationships are going to end. Right. Right. Friendships have much more of a chance to, to last longer than maybe a couple of years. And I feel like sometimes the things that you can accomplish with somebody, even if you have those feels for them, even if y'all have good chemistry and y'all both have good energy and y'all feeling each other, the things that y'all can accomplish together is worth just keeping it on a friendship level so that you don't ruin the relationship. So, so, so what you're saying is not to take that leap and let them know how you feel just to stay friends. Is that what, what I'm picking I, up on? I think sometimes the, you will know how you feel. Like maybe both of y'all do know, but maybe the reason why you don't tell is because you want to maintain the relationship the way that it is because you can get a lot more out of a friendship sometimes than you can out of a relationship, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get what you're saying. And I think that comes with like the maturity of understanding that. Um, I do think it's a thing that when people are friends for a while, other they get pressure from within themselves and other people like to explore it more, especially if they're really great friends. And I don't think that everybody is supposed to, take that transition or take that that leap because you could just really just be compatible as friends and even though friendship is the foundation of a great relationship it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to take that and have a relationship that person's purpose in your life could only just be for you know a good friend and a lot of times we we put pressure on ourselves to oh if I'm you know connecting with this person Mm -hmm. and I have a lot of other failed relationships then you know, maybe I need to try with this one right. constant person that's been in my life. And and sometimes that's not, it's not necessary because then you'll make things weird. You'll yeah. make it awkward. And now you lost out on something, you know, really great. So, and usually after, well, yeah, usually after somebody's been friend zone, the relationship is done yeah. for the most part. So unless they're mature enough to be like, okay, I understand you liked me or you still like me. We can still have a friendship, but I ain't never seen that before. So so <clears throat> are we saying that people are always conscious? Because I think a lot of unconscious friend zoning happens. Like, like if someone likes you and um and you kind of know that you you like they like you, mm-hmm. but you don't have the official conversation, you just automatically friend zone them. And they're too scared to step up and say that, hey, this is how I feel about you. I think that happens a lot too. Yeah. So, go ahead. People are always afraid. And I think sometimes both people are cognitive of what's going on, but they just like, yo, this is good. Let's keep it at this level. Right. I mean, some, I mean, think about think about it now, especially in these kind of times, people aren't meeting new people. So you're talking about meeting somebody now, talking to them, and are, if they live in another state, you got to go to another state. And travel is not really moving like that. So it's not even a good idea to have that kind of thing that would be normal like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Do y'all feel like we are afraid to make new friends? 
New friends? No. I don't know. These faces on the other end of this table say it's something different. Which I feel. I I ain't afraid to make new friends, but uh, I just don't want them. <laughs> oh, you good with the friends you yeah, got? I don't know. You just gotta be careful, man. What you mean? You know, it's the saying that uh, it's a lot of wolves and sheep clothing. So you just gotta be careful out there, man, with making new friends. Mm-hmm. So we got trust issues when it comes to making new friends. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. So I'm gonna ask a very controversial uh, um, question and ask: Can men and women really be good friends? With stipulations, yeah. There's certain stipulations that gotta be stipulations, as in, um, they can't be attracted to each other in any type of way. I'm okay, I agree. That. You can't, cause this. Y'all could be vibing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You know, demon on your shoulder, <laughs> eating you them thoughts, you know what I'm saying? And at that moment, it ain't really platonic no more because I feel like each person going to keep pushing that, mm. you know what I'm saying, to see Let's how see. far it'll go. That makes a lot of sense. What's you, what was you, Kimmy? Um, yeah, I agree. And like someone was saying, they, um, if y'all are friends long enough, you're going to start to find things that you like about that person. So now it's not just about appearance. It's about what's on the inside. So, so you're saying no. You don't think men and women can no. truly mm-hmm. be friends? No. Okay. That's interesting. Not if they're attracted to them. Like, not if they're attracted but to each other. Based off your scenario, you're saying attraction is going to happen eventually anyway. Yeah I, yeah, I do agree with that. Okay. So it's like a... Eh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Rick, what you got? Yeah, I, I kind of go both ways on it too. Um, there's some people, or some women that I'm really good friends with that I have no sexual attraction to, and I don't worry about it. Uh, one of my good friends, she's married, and I'm good friends with her husband as well, and never have to worry about anything going on in in that area. It's not like she's not attractive, or that I'm not attractive. It's just that she's married, and I have a respect for that, and mm-hmm. those thoughts never even cross my mind. But when I guess if it was a different situation where both people were available and it was some attraction there, I think it would just be need to be some rules in place for you to like really know yourself and not cross that line. So um, certain people you might not want to be one on one with if you want to maintain that relationship or you might not if you know that you get wild when you're drinking and you might not want to be drinking with that person one on one (laughs) unless you got a group. Not the wild thoughts. thoughts. Got to put a safe word in place. Pineapples. Pineapples. <laughs> when I say some quats, you need to go home. Oh man! So I, uh, how do I feel about this? I have, um, for the better part of my life, have been uh, friends more so with men. It's just recently that it became more women, and one of my best best friends is a man, and um. We had a weird spot in our friendship, but it wasn't coming from us. Like I said, that that pressure of, oh, if you're connecting so great, then maybe you two should explore something else. And um, it wasn't attraction, you know, in that way. So I do think it is very possible for you to be friends with, with the opposite sex and it, for it to be a healthy and legitimate friendship. Um, you just have to be aware of how you're f- actually feeling. Like if you are going to a situation and you're already attracted to somebody yeah. and then you're going to try to have a friendship 
mm-hmm. you like being around them and all that. Like, of course, that's not going to end well. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, it might end well. I don't know your <laughs> definition. But, I mean, of course, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to look like something else. But I, I feel like it's a place for the opposite sex to be friends. Like, So what are some benefits of being friends with? Hold on, we, before you move on. Oh, go I ahead. Got, got a question for you. Mm-hmm. So we're we're talking about in heterosexual relationships. What about people that are homosexual? It's because it seems like I mean I'm not, and I know some people who are, and it seems like they don't have the same kind of oh you can be friends with a man and you, if you like men they they have male friends right. It's the same way. So what is it with men and women? Why can't that why can't it work that way as well I'm, I'm just curious if anybody had any theories of why you mean like when we're in a relationship and our significant other feels comfortable with us having friends is that your point i just mean that when people are attracted to the same sex they okay. don't seem to have problems with being friends with people of the same sex as well you know what i mean it's never oh like they i like this dude because i like dudes or nothing like that you know what i mean yeah it's like when when it comes to men and women, it's like oh, like that's a girl. Like oh, I'm gonna start liking her. I, I'm just curious, like what what happens in our minds? Uh, um, I think yeah. the uh, <laughs> the sexual aspect goes away from it. So you you're never gonna be like, you know, what I'm saying attracted. Well, I'm not gonna say that, but you're not gonna be tra- attracted to them. You know, what I'm saying sexually. So I think that plays a part in it. But you said for homosexual relationships, right? I'm saying like if two if 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 it's a woman that's attracted to women, all of her female friends she's not gonna be attracted to. Right. So how does that work so well for them and not for us who are heterosexual? Well, I can't one, I'm not gonna say it works so well because to to fully answer that and be one hundred percent I would have to have someone who does like the opposite sex up here, but I'll answer it the best I can. I do feel like to my point it is about the attraction level, right? You're not going to be attracted to everybody that you meet. And therefore it doesn't mean that every friend you have, you're going to be attracted to in that way either. Like I think whenever we have conversations about heterosexual relationships in any aspect, it focuses a lot more on the sexual. I don't know if homosexual relationships have that dynamic so much, you know, kind of blaring, the whole time in the connection, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So when a man and a woman get together, it's automatically like, oh, what's Mm -hmm. going on here, you know? But if a a woman and a woman, you know, get together, I don't think that the same kind of pressures are there and constant in that relationship or in that connection. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. So have you ever had a significant other that had an issue would you have in a friend of the opposite sex? Why you, why you looked up like that? <laughs> like, yeah, I can answer this. Yeah. Yep. yeah. How was that? Um, I don't know. I feel like uh, women are real possessive. You know what I mean? Not in a bad way, but, you know, it's like when a woman, when a woman is, and men the same way, you know, both, both You don't have to are. police yourself. No, I'm, not, your I'm just saying both parties are, but, like, women are, like, more vocal about it in a way not necessarily by but by their actions you know what i'm saying like this is my man and i want you to know it's my man and you know what i'm saying it's kind of like a beware the dog sign like you crossing the line that you shouldn't be crossing okay you know what i'm saying so they they trying to protect theirs 
so you just feel like that possessiveness is is there no matter the person like even if it was an acquaintance if he had a friend if he had a co-worker she's going to be like that no matter yeah i feel like do you well, feel like it's any truth i'm just saying in my experience <laughs> oh okay <laughs> kimmy um so picking up to piggyback off of what you said when you say females, you say you feel like females are more possessive than men, or that's what you're trying to say? Yeah, when they come to their uh Okay. So <laughs> Ooh, break it down. Mm-mm. <laughs> Speaking for me, if I know that this chick like you, you're not gonna be friends with her. I'm not I trust you, I don't trust her because I'm a female. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But y'all are controlling. Like being in the military, we have a lot of male friends. Go ahead. Um so <laughs> They automatically think that, you know, oh, y'all are doing something. No, I, I see this this guy every every so often. So mm-hmm. why can't we just have a conversation and you don't feel like it's more than that? Okay, so I see this female. Why oh, can't you I feel like we have it. a conversation and you don't feel no type of way? Like I said, if you if that female likes you. How you know that, though? I'm, like we you, got you read her mind? Intuition. Yeah. Uh. It's, it's, it's usually right. So we do. So you've never had a situation where you were dating a woman. She had a male friend. You felt like he might have cared a little bit more than, you know, friendship level type stuff. I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it didn't bother you. Apparently, it didn't didn't bother me because at the end of the day, I got the jewel. You feel me? So yeah. Okay, Rick. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, I think it all kind of come goes back to, uh, trust and knowing your, knowing the person that you're with. Mm-hmm. Because if you really have trust for someone, I feel like it's been times that I've let, um, girlfriends of mine hang out with their male friends. But the point of it was, was that I trusted them enough to be around people that they wouldn't get into a situation with. And I feel like I would deserve the same kind of trust, but I definitely have been with people who didn't trust me to be around any women for, for that matter. Uh, sometimes when you're insecure, you, you don't want, you don't want anybody to be able to take the, somebody from you. Mm-hmm. The way I think about it anyway, it's like, if you can take her from me, I never had her. So she right. yours. Thanks. Right. So I don't think it has so much to do with the possessiveness possessiveness of women in particular but the insecurity of people and if you're insecure in yourself and in whatever connection you have I think a lot of people can speak to a testimony like if stuff is troubling in a relationship it's like that person gets more vocal about who you're hanging out with because they're afraid that somebody's gonna swoop in and take you away and that is more of an insecurity than anything and when that happens it's just like I can't help you there you know, yeah. if this is my friend, this is my friend, and I'm going to need for you to trust me enough for me to have this same connection that was here before you probably. Right. And probably will be here after you gone, apparently, because I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> so that proved to be true. Um, But, yeah, it's it's real weird that we, we put that kind of pressure on our significant others. But I do think there is some truth that – Sometimes you know, like sometimes mm-hmm. you know if another woman is is into your guy. Sometimes you do, and I've had men. Um, one of the, my exes I was dating, he was um, concerned about one of my friends, and he turned out to be on point with it. So it can go both ways. You just looking at the situation for what it is, and if you trust me, you trust me in any situation. 
You got to trust yourself in that situation too. Yeah. Well, are you attracted yeah, I mean, to this friend? Right. You know. I mean, if I if I'm if I'm telling my woman like I don't have no kind of attraction there, she should know that I'm trusting myself, so she should trust me right. and not worry about. You know what I'm saying? She should know that if if I feel like things are going the wrong way, I'm gonna leave that situation. I ain't even gonna make it go no further. And I can agree with that, but I don't mean I'm not going to point out the fact that this girl got some feelings for you, mm-hmm. right? Just as like I expect for you to be like, "Hey, I I don't know. This is this is why I feel this way about your guy friend. He's doing things that I've done in my past when I was attracted to a female." And it's up to me to say, "Hey, you have to trust me too." Right? I agree with that, but both things can be true. That don't mean I'm in this friendship just because you feel some type of way. But that means that we're going to have a conversation. And if that person does cross a line or a boundary, then you have to trust that I'll bring that to your attention. And that friendship is null and void at that point. Okay. You got to be smart about what positions you put yourself in, too. Yeah. Because some, some positions where you are less likely to be able to have the same level of self-control as you usually do. And I always default back to drinking. If you're going to be drinking, make sure that you're drinking around people that you trust and people who have your back and not around somebody that's going to let you do something stupid and like ruin something that could have potentially been good. Right. So back when y'all friends on people, were, y'all, were, were you aware of their feelings for you or were you unaware? Like, did they have to come out and tell you? Oh, you look guilty. <laughs> you look guilty. Um, Nah, with me, I'm a real like uh, naive. You know what I'm saying? I don't be knowing when people be liking me, so you gotta. I ain't a mind reader. You gotta be vocal with me. Mm. Do but y'all believe that, y'all? I, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. I can because I don't be you. Come direct. Don't tip. Don't be doing all this other stuff. If you like me, I need to know because I'm exactly. gonna miss every sign that you think you giving me. Yep. So I can. You gotta create that. Hey. That's what it is. You gotta, you gotta say it. Yeah, Rick. That's going back to our conversation. I think you can misinterpret a lot, so mm-hmm. I agree with that there. Um. And sometimes I might just interpret it as flirtation, and mm-hmm. I'm a flirt. Okay, <laughs> so flirt what? Don't play with me. <laughs> so I'm not a flirt. No, I was being sarcastic. Uh, you couldn't hear. Oh, ooh, ooh, you Rick? Who you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> Over here. You said what? Internet the blogger. <laughs> All right. So have you friends on somebody who you felt like you were aware of their feelings for you? You asking me? Yeah. Uh, nah, nah. I mean, there's people that I mean, I wouldn't call it friends on. I feel like it's only friends on, and if you remain close to that person, mm-hmm. like I do freelance stuff on the side, and I had a client try to hit on me, and she kept hitting me up, and I was like, uh, nope, nope, I'm good, thank you. But I wouldn't consider that friends on. I just basically said no because I wasn't interested, but. It's not. She's not someone that I kept around. Okay. So I can't think of anybody that's like, "Oh, you like me? Let's let's still be cool." But you're just in the friend zone. No, I don't know any situations like that. Hmm. Have I friends on it? People. You look. Mm-hmm. You look guilty. Right. <laughs> you look guilty. I don't. I don't know. Nobody. Mm. Yes, you have. The case is still out on that one. <laughs> Speaking of cases, case of the X Factor. Can you be friends with X? I say yeah. I yeah. got some exes that I'm friends with. I bet you do. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, how is that dynamic? Like, how did you make that transition from 
the relationship to being friends without all the extra baggage that comes along with that transition? I mean, uh, after each relationship, you should grow. So mm. for one, you know what I'm saying? We grew, we grew. And it's just, um, just knowing, like, I guess trying it and seeing that it hasn't worked, but it was, uh, some good parts of the relationship that actually did work. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. having somebody to talk to, you know what I'm saying? To laugh with, joke with. And, uh, I guess it's not like an attempt to like repair the relationship, but you don't want to just like let all the good stuff drown with, with the bad stuff. So you try to keep that, you know what I'm saying? Just mean that. Okay. So was it a like a gap or a time period, a grace period between when you were in the relationship to when you could be friends, or was it like an immediate thing? It definitely wasn't immediate, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You, you had to have that time to, to heal, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying, uh, evolve from those feelings of, you know what I'm saying, being yeah. connect, uh, attracted to them sexually, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and just realize that, hey, this is what it is from now on. Okay, Gualu. <laughs> Give me what you got. Um, I definitely agree. Like, as soon as you got a relationship with somebody, you can't just automatically just be their friends. Their mm-hmm. friends. So especially if you're not the one that, well, especially if you're the one that ended a relationship. Like, you have to give that person time. time, Definitely. Okay. Definitely. So have you been able to have successful friendships with exes? This one's still fresh. Oh, well. So. But I don't think she's single, guys. (laughs) I I definitely don't think that we will be able to be friends. Why is that? You ain't got to give all your business out. Is it like specific reason? I think it's going to be on his part because I'm I'm okay with being his friend, but he to connect it. Yeah, he's he's still hurt. Okay. Okay. I. I need time. I need time. <laughs> I don't want to follow you on no social media. I don't want to talk to you. Like, I need time. It don't matter who ended with. <laughs> I need some time. And it's just for me, like you said, to grow, um, to evolve past those feelings of attraction or to just heal in general from the situation, especially if it's depending on how that person left. Right. A lot of times you might have um, a hard breakup or a particularly painful breakup and you need that time to figure out what happened and and see past the pain. You got to see the person, you know, and if you can't still see that this is still a person underneath all the BS and everything else, then you're not going to be able to, you know, be friends. So I had some offers. (laughs) They're still, you know, waiting in the inbox. (laughs) So um, we'll see there. I think I'm getting to a point where, I'll be okay if I don't, I mean, I'm good on being friends Mm because sometimes I'm just like, you know, the basis of a relationship is friendship. Right. And if you weren't, weren't a good friend to me in the relationship, then I don't have a desire to be friends with you until, until you heal and become a better person. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Where you at, Rick? Well, I feel like it goes back to the whole um, beginning of the the conversation where we're talking about friends on to begin with. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend. I have a friend now. We were together for ten years, and after we broke up, we became friends immediately. And I feel like it was a couple reasons for that. One, we were already really good friends. You know, you with somebody for ten years, she's like a part of my family at this point. And the other part is that we never were really intimate. We were always more of friends anyway. So it's like one of those situations where actually a relationship probably 
harmed more than it helped. Mm-hmm. Like good friends instead of being in a relationship right away. So I feel like thinking about that recently, it just really has started to inform the way that I date now. It's like at this point, like I'm just taking it slow. I want to build friendships and then see if that friendship goes to the next level. I'm not trying to jump into a relationship because I feel like myself, I can speak for myself. Too many times I have jumped into relationships without building that friendship. And you don't have that, that foundation of friendship when all of that, you know, what is it? Infatuation. When all that infatuation is gone, Mm -hmm. I have two people that barely know each other, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, that's definitely some truth there. You have to, friendship is like we said, the basis. And Mm -hmm. if you can't be good friends, I feel like that goes for the beginning of the relationship and the ending of it too. And you also have to be aware of why someone wants to be friends with you. I've had you know, exes asked to be friends immediately after the relationship ended. And I'm like, no, because you just want to keep me around. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to part ways so that we can work on our shit. Because otherwise, we're going to have front row seats to that person moving on mm-hmm. to, you know, a lot of this other stuff that's none of my business. And I have nothing to do with what's going on in your life anymore because I'm no longer in that I'm same capacity. Even- so, you know, and some people want to be friends because they just not ready to let you go. It all depends on the reason and the, and the phase and the stage that you are um, in as a person and if you can do it in a healthy way. But sometimes it won't be healthy. Um, do y'all have ex-friends? What? <laughs> Go ahead and speak on it. Cause you gonna, why, y'all, why y'all look dead? Me? Y'all look me dead in my eyes when I ask y'all questions. <laughs> like, oh, Lord, she didn't ask this one question. Mm, I <laughs> you can ask the question yourself too. Oh, excuse me. I'm just saying. Um, I do. I mean, I don't. I feel like I've had friends I've outgrown, not necessarily fallen out with, which, which I think is two different things. Yes. It so is. you grow apart, you know, as people, and some sometimes that's necessary. So somebody was there for a specific time and a specific point in your life to help you grow, and then you just you know, start to grow apart and that's natural. Mm-hmm. But as far as falling out with someone and not making amends, I did have a, a friend recently. Um, we had kind of falling out with her and she came back, you know, asking for forgiveness and, you know, admit her wrongdoing. And I admit the part that I played in it. And so we're cool again. I think it's a uh, room for that as well. But what I see with our, a lot of our generation is if you fall out with somebody, a lot of people aren't willing to, to bring that person back in the fold or to mm-hmm. give that forgiveness or that grace. So that's why I wanted to ask, like, if anybody had any friends that they don't consider friends anymore. I do. Okay. I definitely do. Um, and it wasn't like I wasn't willing to befriend her again. Mm-hmm. Usually when somebody mess up and they know they mess up, they, they're guilty. So they don't even want to look at you or they don't even want to be a part of that friendship because they know what they did. Right. So it's usually their choice to just let it. Cause let they don't want to take the accountability. Mm-hmm. Don't want to apologize or admit that they, they're wrong, but we're all humans. It's not like you can't ever fuck up, but admit, admit to you, it yeah. so we can move past it, but you won't admit to it. So we can't, you not know whatever you talking about. Um, I got I got some ex friends, friends plural. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, it's more like along the lines of what you are saying. Like, you know what I'm saying? I I kind of like outgrown them. Okay. And 
it's some uh, friendships where things happen and we fell out. But, like, me, I'm not the type of person that, like, hold grudges. I don't believe in holding grudges, you know what I'm saying? Although I'm not going to say, like, I'm going to be able to forgive you right after. Mm. I'm going to need time, but, you know what I'm saying? Um, when I see that person, it, it ain't, like, no bad blood, you know? It's still, like, we respect each other, like, on a mutual level. But right. you just know, like, it's it's certain lines, like, people cross. Sometimes they can't come back from. And it's, like, it's not like you hate them for it, but it's, like, you know I'm what I'm saying? I'm good on you. I'm good. You, you know what I'm saying? You taught me a valuable lesson. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's still respect, you know what I'm saying? But. I don't know if I can let you in a, in a, in a circle again. You right. Know what I'm saying I can forgive you. That don't mean that we have to keep this connection open. I think that's that's the mature way to look at it, not to just let it go and be like, you know, I'm when I see this person, they did to me. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. They never existed. You know, you can still yeah. talk about the good memories with that person. You don't have to have an ill will towards them, but right. that don't necessarily mean that you have to be friends again. It just, you know, different strokes. What about you, Rick? Um, you know, I feel like it's different levels to it. And when you really think about the word friend, it's like, what do you really mean? You know? So I have people that are really, really, um, that I'm really, really close with that, you know, God willing, you know, we just going to ride forever. Mm -hmm. But I have people that I would have considered a friend and now I kind of consider a friend, but more in the acquaintance type of situation. And it's not necessarily that they did anything to me or we fell out for any particular thing, but just like a relationship, a friendship is just like a relationship in the fact that there's a give and a take and it's a reciprocity and it doesn't have to be one-on-one. But if I'm always there for you when you need me and whenever I need you, you never show up, then that's like a one-sided friendship to me. So you get demoted and you can't be in my circle no more. Would you demote them to associate? Yeah, I mean, they, they're a friendly associate that I see here and there, but I, 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 it takes a while for me to get there. I feel like I'm I'm a type of person that I, I'll bend quite a bit, but once you break me, that's a wrap. Right. Damn, have I demoted some people? <laughs> I'm trying to think. People claim that I be their friend before they be mine. Like, they do, Kimmy. <laughs> yes. Like, it take me a while. Like, how long does it take y'all to, like, actually consider somebody, like, a friend? Like, what is that standard for you? That's a lot of uh, it's a lot of hard work. What do you mean? <laughs> nah, cause um, like I said earlier, man, it's just some people uh, that's uh, that's around to benefit off you. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? You know what I'm saying? Whether it's your spiritual energy, you know what I'm saying, your mental intellect, just people around you for certain reasons. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying it's a long process because you really have to like vet through a vast number of situations. You know what I'm right. saying? One situation is not gonna tell you. Like everything about this person that you need to know, right? So it's gonna take a while, and I um I guess when you know what I'm saying they make it past all that. Not like I'm testing them. But I'm about you know to say we interviewing people. <laughs> nah, not like I'm testing them, but it's just like if you show me the same thing over and over again, then it's kind of like you know, okay, you know they kind of my friend, and right. then you know, you build from there. Yeah, Kimmy. Because I was like, why this girl like me? <laughs> and then I was like, she's kind of cool. <laughs> This she always always around. She I'm making me around. laugh. <laughs> um, I yeah, I definitely think I considered you a friend before you considered me a friend. Don't feel bad as everybody. No, no, no I, de I definitely. Once I got to know you, I was like, okay, she's just not that type to just be. You're very friendly, but you were. You gotta earn it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You gotta earn it with can to me. Yes. Um, In every aspect of it. Yes. So, yeah, I think with me, 
I'm trying to remember how do we become friends. You was with Caitlin and through Caitlin. <laughs> that's how it kind of happened. Yeah. I, I don't. But think we, I think we had season. one serious conversation. And after that, yeah. it was just like, okay, yeah. I can actually, this person is intelligent enough <laughs> <laughs> to advise me on some stuff. They're intelligent enough to take advice. Yes. You know, we can actually talk about real stuff. And I think for me, that's usually the defining factor right. is if I can really talk to you. Yeah. You know, and if you can really be there if I'm going through something. Right. And then after that, I'm like, okay, floodgates open. Right. And then not only knowing that, but actually seeing that as oh, well. Yeah. Like, I can feel like that, but I need to see it too. Yeah. So Having, like, real tangible things that this person has done for you or, mm -hmm. you know, not make it seem like it's a, a service kind of a job or anything right. like that. But you need to have something um, beneficial that your friends give to you in your life. It shouldn't be just a... I, you know, I don't know. It shouldn't just be when I consider friends, I don't really just have friends for specific things. Mm -hmm. I have friends, right. you know, my friends, I can do X, Y, and Z with, you, do anything with. you know, but I, there are some people who have specific friends for specific reasons. And I yeah. talked about that on the relationship status podcast on one of the episodes I did there, um, where we were talking about, you know, utility friendships. But for me, my friends encompass a whole bunch of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I can laugh with this friend. I can drink with this friend. I can mm -hmm. dance with this friend. If I can't do that with you as a person, then you probably are an associate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what's your uh, Rick, what's your definition of like, what's the standard for you to uh, consider somebody a friend? I think I'm different than a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, I think of a friendship as like a, a tall glass, right? And we're filling that glass with water. I feel like some people, they make you start, from an empty glass and you have to fill that glass up to a certain point before they really consider you a friend. For me, I, I start most people higher up in the glass if this is making sense. Um, when I meet you, if I have a connection, I consider you a friend until you prove otherwise. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, it's your friendship to lose. Like we here, but if you start to reveal yourself, you slowly kind of lose that status. So it's more like uh, innocent until proven gu guilty, you know? So you just lay it all on the line up front. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'm I'm a really open person and um, I give people the benefit of the doubt. And if you tell me something, I'm going to believe you mm. until you show me that I can't believe you. But I'm going to be smart about guarding myself. But at the same time, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt initially until you start to show me that you're not who you say you are. Right. And, and, and it, whew, I agree with that. I think with me, I'm just I have a very particular energy and I just don't know if it matches with everybody. And I think, that, I think that's an honest way to look at it. Like, if my energy is something, like, I can be friendly. Mm -hmm. You know, I can be very friendly. I'm going to be cordial. I like people I for the most part. <laughs> for the most part. You know, I like, you know, talking with people and everything else. But it's a certain wavelength, you know. You got to meet me on for us to be able to connect as deeply as I want to connect when it comes to a friendship. So, okay. So, what about associates? Like, how... When somebody don't meet that requirement, like how we feeling about that? When you just put somebody in that box, those more the utility friends. I feel like the associates. Oh, really? Like you're good in this box, but you can't see the rest. Oh, mm -hmm. I agree. So you got friends you do specific things with? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like I don't trust, you, I trust you to watch my back in this particular thing, but I trust you to go to the movies with, like you know. We can do this, but I don't. I don't trust you with my money. I don't want you to see how I make my money. Dang, you can't. 
<laughs> I ain't even a utility friend. That's what that's, that's, <laughs> You just out here, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, I feel like a friendship got to have some kind of trust. It got to. Hey. Yeah. That's, so that's an associate. <laughs> you yeah, got an associate. Like, you know what I'm saying? You like, you don't trust him to watch your back, but you go to the movies with him. I can't. I'm the, I'm the opposite. I can't go to the movies <laughs> with nobody that I feel like I, I can't get the car with you. Right? Back, you know what I'm saying? I can't even think of a good example for that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, silly. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. Like, what has been like the defining, like the really good moments? Like, think about your best friend. What is that experience like? And what do you think other people should look for in a really good friend? Don't everybody talk about it. <laughs> For me, I say you need to find someone that whether they agree with you, whether they agree with you or not, they're going to have your back 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of people are friends just because they have a commonality and they, and they agree. You need to find someone who when y'all disagree, they still got your back. And they're willing to sacrifice in the same ways that you're willing to sacrifice to to be there for one another. And if it's only a friendship when it's serving them, then that's not really it. That's not really a friend. So that's what I would say. That's a drain. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, I agree, Rick. Um, I When I think about my best friends, like there are people that add to my life, like positivity. And that's even if, you know, let's say we get into a moment where we don't agree on something. I know that, okay, we just going to step back for a second. We'll come back to it. And we are big enough to, you know, apologize. There's somebody who's mature, you know, on the same level mm-hmm. that I am, somebody who can communicate with me, um, someone who respects me, even when, you know, I might have a, a thousand different things going on that they might not agree with. Someone who I can truly confide in and not have to watch myself, because I think that's a lot of mm-hmm. what happens too. people consider others friends and you can't really even talk to that friend because right. you feel like they're going to judge you. Judge Is that a friend? No. You know, Right. And it's you can call me out on my BS, but that's I think that's a different thing than judgment, too. So that's a quality that I think of when I think of my best friends, like they'll call me out, but they won't make me feel small. Um, Somebody who's reliable, somebody who's stable, like you don't need my help all the time because you out here doing your own thing, too. Um, Yeah, somebody who I can actually have a good time with No matter when, no matter where Like we can be in my raggedy apartment Put on some music and it's (laughs) 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 P-Valley So yeah, what about y'all? I agree, Um, it's definitely somebody that I just enjoy to like be around Mm Mm-hmm um, I have to like you, like I, you know, I don't want you to be here just for a specific reason. I want you to be able to be in my like family. I need you to be yeah. family, like trustworthy and all that. So you, you, you put it all in. So I'm already family. Yes. Oh, yay. Okay. <laughs> why you like you don't know? Because <laughs> you know I don't like people. So I don't know why you feel like that. You know what? We <laughs> you don't like people. I don't, <laughs> I don't like them. What you guala? Um. I just think of uh, as for like a best friend, you know what I'm saying? There's three things that really make up the human mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, this person has to be able to help me evolve in all three of those. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Evolve me spiritually, mentally, you know what I'm saying? Uh, definitely got to be a connection there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
like you say, trustworthy. You know what I'm saying? I need somebody to confide in. You know what I'm saying? We can't be the battery pack forever. We gotta mm-hmm. we gotta plug into something okay. to get charged up. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's pretty much it, man. You know, just always looking to have a good time because you know, I'm kind of introvert, but I know how to have a good time. So, <laughs> I don't know this introverted side so much. <laughs> I'm a Gemini, so you know they say we got two sides. So, oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. I got you. Know. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. Like, um, when I think about like the past couple. of of years like I've had great things my family is great but they were also a source of like just emotional labor and you know draining not in you know purposefully but just the things they were going going through at the time and my friends were the people there that were keeping me afloat that were adding back into me so that I can continue to add back into others like and if you don't have that, I don't know if you can call whoever, whatever, a friend. Because, right. <laughs> you, like you said, you need it. You need to be able to go into your friendships and get replenished. You need to learn from your friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, and your friendships need to evolve with you. Right. I think that's probably one of the most important things um, that you can have in a friendship is the ability to adapt and evolve. Because if you don't have that, then you're going to outgrow each other. Mm-hmm. And... It's going to be like you, where my friends went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Anything you want to add, Rick? No, I mean, just honestly be lucky if in, in your lifetime you can find one or two people that you can really call a true f- friend because friends change with situations and the situations change like the wind. So you never really know when when people are going to drop out. So if you got somebody you can call a friend, consider yourself blessed. Right. And and sometimes it's it's not easy. I don't think that I think people need to get into the understanding that friendships mirror relationships. You know, we've mm-hmm. made that connection several times on this show so far. And that doesn't mean that your friendship is always going to be positive. It, it shouldn't be extremely hard. Right. But it shouldn't always be like <laughs> I can only do, you know, positive things with my friend. If you can't cry with your friend, if you can't talk about some real shit with your friend, if you can't go to your friend and express your anger and the range of your emotions, you need that space for that. Um, and it's it's okay for you to have people you can't do that with, but if you have one person you can do that with, like, you winning. Yeah. You are winning, especially in this day and age, in this world. <laughs> people put all your business out on Twitter whenever oh. they get mad with you, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's so childish. I just... <laughs> so, yeah, I... Mm. What's um last question and we'll close it out. What's I'm sorry, Rick, were you was trying to say something? I was about to tweet about Cam Tournette right now. Oh. What you tweeting about me? <laughs> something about some eyes. I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah. Well I'll uh look into that after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's one good thing that you've learned about yourself through your friendships? <laughs> one good thing? One good thing. I'm hungry. That you hungry? <laughs> no, I was just talking out loud. Rick, we'll start with you. They still thinking. One one good thing is that I don't always have to be perfect because I know that people have my back even when I'm wrong. I might have to share that one with you. I think I might have to share that one because when I think about it, I when I first started and I was in my uh, late teens and early 20s, I was trying to be perfect in pretty much every aspect of my life. 
but especially my friendships. And so it was that that level where I didn't trust my friends with my emotions. Mm -hmm. And so I guarded myself. I felt like I had to be in control all the time, that I had to always be upbeat and uplifting and, you know, all this different kind of stuff. But once I realized I could fall apart and my friends weren't going to just leave me in the dust, like I learned that, girl, you you are good enough to be loved and loved correctly. So be yourself. Right. I learned to be myself. Jump without a parachute because you know somebody will catch you. Yeah. Hmm. Y'all thought of something yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Koala? I think uh, one good thing that I learned from my friends about me is kind of like along with y'all saying, you know what I'm saying, just trustworthy because a lot of my friends confide in me. And a lot of times it's not, I mean, they know it's there, but a lot of times it's not expected. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It is just like, it just pour open to me. That's what I said. All my friends. <laughs> but it's it's like, I guess with like my circle, I, I get it more. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so I guess uh, one of my friends, he told, I asked him like, why why you always talking to me? He's like, boy, you wise. <laughs> I know who that is. Shout out to KT. <laughs> so, uh, you know what I'm saying? So uh, just, I guess knowing that, you know, they, I get. I don't want to say they look up to me, but they respect my opinion enough to ask me questions. You right. know what I'm saying? I get that too. Um, a lot of my friendships have happened through other people just clearly pouring out to me because I'm not gonna do it first. <laughs> um, but it does make you look at yourself like, okay, this is something here. Maybe I should look at myself a little differently. Like, okay, if this person didn't trust me enough to mm-hmm. lay it all at my feet and be vulnerable then God must have placed something in me to, you know, some kind of gift that I might need to look into using or, you know, some ability. Mm -hmm. And it makes you feel like honored and special that, you know, Mm -hmm. you can have that effect on people. So it's a gift and a curse at the same time. Oh, sometimes it's a curse. (laughs) Sometimes. Because when you already drain and somebody want to pour it at your feet, you just like, I can't, I ain't got nowhere to put this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Last one. Um, I think when we first started um, being friends, you would always mention energy. Mm-hmm. Like I would come over and be like, your energy is off. And I think what I took from our relationship is the fact that I am worthy. Like you will always tell me, you are worthy. You are worthy. You're worthy. So Don't you get me tearing up in here. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I mean, don't start that. Um, so that would be... You know, that's what I'm going to say. Because you about to cry. <laughs> no, I'll say you no lie, and I'm closing it out. Um, I meant to, when, whenever I got my shower this morning, I meant to come in there and tell you that you had changed the whole energy in my apartment. Really? You did. In a good my, way? In a great way. My apartment, not it's been stagnant, and I've mm-hmm. been trying to sage and everything else in there. <laughs> Cause you, just, you got some frankincense in there? Listen, I'm borrowing <laughs> some from you. Mm-hmm. But, um... I meant to tell you that. And the fact that you just brought that up, yeah. like, it really just made me tear up just now. <laughs> but, you know, this has been episode 15 of the LBF podcast. And I'm going to let y'all plug your information. Guala. Yeah, I'm Guala Meets World, you know. I do music. I podcast as well. Mm-hmm. You can check my music out on most uh, screaming, major screaming platforms. Um, podcast is 1409 Podcast. Yep. Be sure to check us out dope podcast and doper music like Mm -hmm. no lie yes i just got an exclusive listen to his next project and i'm so excited for him to release it and 
everything. So I'll also make sure that I'm putting it on my page so that you guys can actually, you know, follow him and support his endeavors because it, he's doing great things. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yes, you. yes, yes. All right, Rick, go ahead and plug your stuff. You can find me everywhere at Diazism. That's D-O-D-D-S-I-S-M. And you can find me once a week with my partner, Naaman, uh, talking about relationships, uh, relationship talks with Rick and Naaman. And we're going to have Cans on that come back real soon. Oh, of course. I don't know I, if I can uh, follow up that last episode uh, that y'all put out with the uh, doctor, but oh, I'll man. do my best. That one's a tough one to follow up on. I, that was a good episode. Great episode. You guys keep pumping out amazing content and you really are becoming one of my favorite podcasts. So, um, everybody, y'all go check him out. Like, again, I'll make sure I post him so that you can have an easy link to go, sh- you know, like, share, subscribe, and follow. Yeah. All right, Kimmy, you want to let them know where they can find you in case they want to follow? No. <laughs> I'll let y'all know what y'all know. <laughs> right. I'm going to put you up there anyway. Well, you guys always know you can follow K. Antoinette underscore the blogger on Instagram. Or you can follow the Let's Build Futures page at let's underscore build underscore futures. Let's build futures dot com is still up and running. I will be posting uh, articles to that this week. And this has been a great episode. So I'll see you guys soon. Bye.